welcome to the third episode of the Fill in the Frame podcast. In today's episode, we have Alex Johnson. Uh, We cover his time growing up in Orange County and his move to L.A., uh, where he covers a lot of the social and political events that have been going on, and we even dive a little deeper to his Native American side on his trip up to Alaska to his dad's Indian reservation. I hope you guys enjoy. I just want to let you guys know that there has been a little bit time passed since we recorded this episode, so more events have happened, more stuff has happened, and uh, this was probably three or four weeks back, so sorry about that. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy. Alex Johnson. That's me. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm good Saturday. I'm excited to be in the studio. I woke up early for this. I know. You wanted to do this at freaking afternoon, and I was like, yeah. no, dude, we got stuff to do. <laughs> um, about the crack of 10? I don't know how it is for you, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to make it. You made the drive down from yeah. L.A. Yeah. And well, I, I, I just have really bad insomnia, so like I'm my typical bedtime is like 4 a.m. Um, but uh, that I since I've turned 31, that has started to change yeah. on its own volition. Yeah. So I've been waking up earlier. Um, I used to wake up at like 2 in the afternoon all the time. Jeez. Um, which I hated. It was awful because I'd get like right now, as the sun's going down early, I would get like three hours of sleep. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, three hours of, uh, of sun. Daylight. Of daylight. Yeah. It sucked. It was, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Um, so I'm feeling better now. Well, yeah, I've been working a uh, 5 to 5 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. job for the last 13 years of my life, so Oof. I've been uh, dealing those hours. So yeah. this isn't, it isn't too bad for yeah, me. Yeah. But, so we're here to talk about photography and everything else. Let's do it. So where did it all begin for you? Um, I don't, I don't know. I always, I've always had like access to like disposable cameras. Um, like my grandfather would always have one on him at like at all times. And he would, he would, um, he didn't, he was like, he's my step grandfather, but, um, he's like the, he's been around my wife. So, um, he would always, he didn't really have any of his own kids. So like when he, when he was pretty much raising me, he would like want to dot, like document everything. So he all he, he didn't like know how cameras work, so he just had like a disposable camera on him at all times, mm-hmm. and he would like. Uh, so I, I think that's what got me into the mode of wanting to like uh, document things happening around me or like friends or whatever, um, and I moved a lot growing mm-hmm. up. Like I went to. Four different elementary schools. Jeez. Uh, two middle schools and two high schools. Um, and I remember around like seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade, I was just like getting tired of that. And I, uh, I, I grew closer to my group of friends around that time. Even though it was like, it was only a year. It was still like a, uh, or I was only around them for like a year or two mm-hmm. initially. Um, it, I, I like had grown closer to those people um, 
because like that was more of a uh, what's the word um, growing point in my life. What's the word? No, I'm talking about whatever. I don't know. Um, the word has is left my brain. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a uh, a growing point in my life. I'm just yeah. gonna say that. Um, yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, that works. Um, but I, like, I, I grew close to those people, and I wanted to like start documenting my uh, my times with them. Yeah. So I'd, and I didn't have any money because you don't have money when you're in seventh grade. <laughs> no. So I would just steal disposable cameras from like the grocery store, um, and then shoot whatever. Yeah. Take them to like a Walgreens or a CVS or Walmart. Because uh, Walmart used to uh, uh, process film. Yeah. At the time. Um, so I would just, I'd pretty much just be like taking pictures of my friends and what we were doing. And like, I, those, and I, I can't find those pictures anywhere. They're like long gone. Yeah. Um, but I can remember the times that I took the pictures. And um, I can remember those times more vividly than other moments when I didn't have a camera. Well, it seems like you kind of were taking these photos because you didn't know how much longer you were going to actually be able to spend time with them. Yeah, exactly. And um, oddly enough, I still see those people more often than any other like previous friends that I had ever, ever had. Yeah. Um, like they're, because they were like, I mean, I didn't move, they, this, this group of people was like, within like Yorba Linda, mm-hmm. Orange County, mm-hmm. uh, or like, uh, and around that time is when I was getting in, like more set in my interests and hobbies, mm-hmm. uh, like music or skateboarding or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people around that time are, uh, we, we kind of uh, stayed on a similar path, like musically or lifestyle wise. Yeah. Um, so like I still see them at shows or like I, um, like, we still have the same interests. Well, yeah, yeah, you have those common interests that keep on bringing you back right, right, to the same places. Right, so it's, it's funny, like, I have photos of people, um, or I used to, I don't know where they are now, probably, or probably like, my mom's house somewhere. Um, but uh, I have photos of people who went on to do, like, bigger things musically mm-hmm. um, as teenagers. Or, yeah. Which is... Yeah, and I, I hope to find them one day. In their early days, so yeah, yeah. then they have something to look back on yeah, yeah. To, for almost where it all started for them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you guys are all experimenting with your lifestyle choices, yeah. meaning just interests, things that you liked, um, the music you got into. Um, I think music really does shape a lot of, a lot of our choices okay. and a lot of the way we think and grow up. Um, you know, when I was 17, I, well, 16, 17, found out what being straight edge was out of hardcore music, and I've been living that way ever since, um, and then, so same thing, you know, with you, just like, you just, instead, you just started bringing a camera to shows, Mm -hmm. and now we can see all that. Yeah, and, um, me bringing a camera to shows was more just to, uh, in the same style of documenting my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted, I was, like, in high school, I was just taking pictures of my friends at shows. And then occasionally, like, 
a few pictures in that role would be of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them would be cool. Most of them wouldn't be. Yeah. Well, it's more you're not do- you weren't doing it to do something out of it. You're yeah. doing it because you just had fun with it. It's yeah, something yeah. that you like to bring with you and to yeah document for yourself. It wasn't trying to make money. It wasn't trying to be cool. It wasn't trying to you know just a way that you were able to save those memories with your friends. Yeah. Um, but as you grew older, making money is. Uh, necessary definitely <laughs> we can't you know we can't live under our parents through forever yeah and uh, I still don't make money so yeah it comes and goes um, yeah definitely when it comes uh, when it comes to working as a photographer mm-hmm. it's definitely super self-driven mm-hmm. and you're not gonna make it by anyone just handing it to you you got to put yourself out there mm-hmm. to get those jobs to live the lifestyle that you want to live mm-hmm. um, and then so yeah I've always seen I actually you gave me a photo a long time ago oh I don't know a couple of years ago that's been hung up it's that girl in a field oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that was also another just documenting moment exactly uh, I was with, with this girl I met at a bar in Costa Mesa, um, but she was, uh, I met her through, like, uh, we were in the same group of people, and we just started talking, and, mm-hmm. like, um, her friends and my friends were just, like, trying to get us to talk, because it was, like, or, like, trying to set us up, Yeah. but I thought it was weird, and she thought it was weird, but, like, we just started talking anyway, but more in, like, a, a friendly way, mm-hmm. um, or platonic, <laughs> um, and so like I was I uh, that was actually in Oakland um, mm-hmm. so I went up to Oakland and I told her I was like hey I'm, I'm up here like if you want to hang out or something um, so we hung out went up to the cemetery got sandwiches uh, just hung out uh, for I don't know how long uh, just a few hours but like uh, I had my camera on me and I was messing around with uh, some uh, some other role that I hadn't used. I, I think it was like Ilford Delta or something. Okay. Um, I'd never used it before, and I was just uh, so I I bought it from a camera store, and I because I was like I think that was actually the only thing they had left. Um, so I had that in my camera, and then I took like three pictures of our afternoon, and that one that one came out beautifully. Yeah, and it, the funny thing is. You just offered it up. Anyone want this? And I, I miss real photographs, mm-hmm. framed photographs, like that you hold in your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I get, you know, just it gets old looking at a million pictures on a glossy, you know, digital screen. Yeah. Um, so I was glad to be able to take that off your hands, and I still have it to this day in uh, in my nice. room. So. Um, yeah, like it's so art, or if you whatever you want to call it, because some people just use it as a way to show what's going on, or some people use it as a real form of art, and if it's all to the beholder of it, sure. and I really liked, yeah, really liked that photo, so I nice. held on to it. Um, I I ended up using that in my the last zine that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see it? No. Oh, okay. Well, that was like one of the main photos. Oh, okay. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, somebody, uh, I think, I think I forget who wrote this, but I think it was one of my friends. Um, but I, I do have an artist bio that um, pretty much says everything that I just said, but much nicer. Okay. Um, and I just pulled it out. Okay, go um, for it. It's on uh, downstar.com, who releases any art that I put, I put out. Oh, okay. Um, Quote-unquote professional. Um, <laughs> it says, uh, Alex Johnson is a transient photographer, not sticking around anywhere for too long. Uh, having started off by stealing disposable cameras as a teenager to capture fleeting moments with the impeding feeling he'd be gone soon enough. His imagery has evolved over time, turning simple subjects into complex feelings beyond what simply needs the eye. Alex starves to share his visions with others, hoping to connect with individuals with different lenses than his own, to ultimately find common ground, an attempt to reach out while maintaining his distance. Okay, podcast over. We're, uh, <laughs> we're good, we got it all out of you. Uh, no, but that's, yeah, sometimes it does take someone else yeah. to listen to our jumbled words yeah, yeah, yeah. to create something nice yeah. that we can never say ourselves. Certainly. So, yeah. Um, well, that's a good, that's a good start. <laughs> Where do we go from there? Yeah. No, um, well, I really want to talk about, so you just started a YouTube channel I did. about documenting what you do, mm-hmm. like how you shoot in LA mm-hmm. on an everyday, well, not everyday, but or maybe an everyday basis of you just going out and being a so-called street photographer or photojournalist. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I think it was really fun to watch you make mistakes. Like, because people make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just Most like, of my life is making mistakes. Yeah, opening a film camera that already has a roll in there and then being like, crap, yeah. what did I just ruin? I was really lucky because I... Um, I didn't have anything on that roll yet. It, I had just loaded it and then uh, put it away. Mm-hmm. So luckily, I didn't ruin any any. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, because because we all know we've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've all done that. Uh, but I have uh, ruined a lot of rolls like that yeah. before. Um, but sometimes it turns out cool because you get really cool light leaks that uh, you ruined half the roll. But like the pictures that do come out have really cool light, light yeah. leaks on them. Um, like uh, last year um, at Templeton was shooting the Pride Parade in West Hollywood mm-hmm. for uh, Vogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and his wife was helping him, uh, Deanna, yeah. uh, was helping him uh, uh, re- uh, reload the camera while he was shooting, uh, just assisting him. And she accidentally opened up the camera before rolling it back, um, ruining half the roll. But the pictures that came out were insane. Yeah. Um, and. He, he posted them on his Instagram. Um, I'm sure they're on Vogue, too. Yeah. Um, but I think those light leaks added so much character because they, they were, like, in the perfect spot to where the composition of the people were. Um, and I I think those turned out even better with yeah. the light leaks. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes it can actually work in your favor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had an old uh, Holga camera mm-hmm. that shot, like, 35 or 120 mm-hmm. and that thing was just a cheap plastic camera yeah. that no matter what had light leaks yeah. and then you know shooting 120 it's a lot more expensive and uh so you try to like 
tape it up as much as you can, you know, electrical tape or gaffing tape, whatever. And But at the same time, sometimes what comes out of it is even better because of the imperfections. Yeah. Going back to your YouTube channel, I like uh-huh. it was super cool because I've always known that you've had a, that Native American side of you. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I don't want to talk about it much. Yeah, um, no, I don't know about it much. Yeah, um, no, but like it was cool that you came across yeah. that book in a random bookstore or just, just street a street vendor. It was a street vendor. Yeah, um, it was a street vendor next to a uh, coffee pop up, a golf pop coffee pop up <laughs> in my neighborhood. Yeah, called Mystics Coffee. Okay, um, and I, I don't really know what makes it dip. It's just like some locals in the neighborhood yeah. that like made a, a, a wooden uh, pop-up thing to uh, serve coffee out of. Yeah. Um, and I think their their drinks have like goth names. Oh, okay. I forget. I've only been once. But yeah. the, I had like a, a matcha lemonade because <laughs> um, it was really hot that day. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it was nice. And then there was like, there were uh, two other people. I think they were just in the same group of friends. Uh, on either side of them, uh, just street vending. Um, one guy had like art. The other guy, the other people had uh, uh, books, and just, uh, it was uh, their table was basically just aligned with like uh, indigenous and like uh, native uh, books and uh, other general art mm-hmm. or whatever. I forget exactly what they had, um, but yeah, the book that I found. Um, was all based around Southeast Alaska, which is where uh, my dad's side of my family is from. Okay. Um, and I went up, I, I've only been up there once. Um, that was the first time I met my dad. Um, or like, as a conscious person. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I went up there, I, like I got the tour of like Juneau, the main, like the main area. And then like his island, which is, uh, you can either take like a six-hour ferry or a forty-five-minute uh, uh, seaplane ride, yeah. which is frightening. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, uh, I did both. Yeah. Uh, the seaplane ride is frightening, um, but I, I went, I went to the island uh, where he lived most of his life, and he lives there now with his family, or with his side of the family, um, and I saw like all, all the, uh, the totem poles, mm-hmm. and like it was. It's all like a classic, or not classic. It was like a um, very traditional area. Yeah. Um, they had like uh, the old. Uh, they're like I forget what they're called, but they're long houses um, where uh, the community lived. They didn't have like their own separate houses. Oh, okay. Um, like down, but nobody lives in those anymore. Like everybody has their own house now. Oh, okay. It's very like uh, Americanized. Yeah. Um. But uh, and like people have Wi-Fi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need the outside world. Sometimes. Yeah, but there is no uh, cell phone service there. Okay. Yeah, so um, it was. I, I went a week without uh, having or like having having any cell service, uh, which um, at the time was like that was like um, it was kind of freeing at the moment. But uh, but I also at the time I was like I just want to see what everyone else is doing because I'm bored. Oh, okay. Um, but also, like, I was able to uh, be in the moment more. Um, exactly. That's what that's what I feel like sometimes. Sometimes I want to go back to just, like, a flip phone. Yeah. Like, something that 
isn't taking like do you remember the last time you went in to go use the bathroom and didn't sit there and like what did you do before did you have a magazine did you have no we all like now it's like we have a phone to like thoughts. and then and then yeah and then sometimes you sit there too long because you end up going down a freaking yeah, yeah. you know photo wormhole on instagram yeah. or something like that yeah yeah i'm talking about the bathroom but um <laughs> but no that's what i do love i remember like my wife and i went up to uh before we got married we went up to alaska mm-hmm. and we got to go throughout and it was just like where'd you go uh, we went to Anchorage okay. and then drove down to Seward and then hung out there. We got an RV that was like an Airbnb, but it was That's an cool. RV, and yeah. so we got to drive it all the way. And then in Alaska, oh, then you can take it. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. So yeah, and in in Alaska, you can pretty much park on the any on the side of the road anytime yeah. and just camp if you need to. Yeah. Live and for your day. Exactly. So we were just like. We were just pulling up the streams and amazing little rivers going down and just waking up that in the morning. But at the same time, it was during that time of year where it was always twilight. Like, or it never, the sun never completely set. So it was like, like all of a sudden we're hiking, yeah, we're hiking a glacier or to this glacier and it was like midnight. Yeah. And it was still full and we're like, wait, what? Oh my gosh, we forgot to eat dinner and we forgot to, you know, and we're just kind of... That was around the time I was there too and it it was like, really affected me. I was just like, when when do I sleep? Yeah. Like, what is happening? And I would try to sleep and then I'd wake up and I'd like go out into the, like the kitchen or the living room and uh, everyone was just still awake. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, it was like, I think it was like maybe 3 a.m. But like, it just looked like the afternoon yeah like, but maybe that just runs in your family maybe that's what that, uh, that's maybe, what you're maybe saying that's, maybe that's where I get it from yeah like yeah. that it just doesn't matter if it gets dark yeah, outside yeah, yeah. you just don't go to bed yeah you're a nocturnal being I'm not a manic crazy person I no just, yeah, yeah. no not at all I don't have severe anxiety dude who doesn't nowadays you know <laughs> what I mean this world's changing all the time but um yeah and then in Alaska, we were able to go to my buddy. He worked uh, on Kodiak at the island, okay. and he was a he's a rescue diver for the. Um, well, I can't think of it. The fools. No, who's the fools? It's the I, I just called it the fools. Oh, um, these fools. For the Coast Guard. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, those yeah, and we got the. It was cool. See, we we went into a seaplane, but we did it like a smaller yeah. plane. Probably had like twelve of us in there. Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty crazy. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. It's but, bumpy. Yeah, well, and then those those friends, yeah. they have their own two seater, uh, like plane that they go and fly all the time everywhere. But when we were there, the weather never got good enough for us to get to go up and go so they yeah alaska i do you ever think about going back i have actually been uh thinking very seriously um i just don't know how to do it um um, but i while i was up there the first time i saw a lot of like really old photos uh all black and white of they're probably like maybe a hundred years ago um of just like the groups uh, of uh, the tribes, like there's like group photos of the tribes and then mm-hmm. like, uh, general landscape shots uh, or of like the areas that they lived in or like mm-hmm. the, uh, the longhouses um, just like set up and now like 
those aren't, don't exist anymore. Oh, like they exist, but no, there's nothing inside them. Yeah. Um, but it was so interesting seeing like how the land and the like the area was at like however many years ago that was. Um, but they don't have anything updated. So I was thinking about like reaching out to uh, the, the tribe or the government or or somebody out there to uh, get um, uh, get a grant of some sort uh, so that I can spend the summer out there doing similar shots. Mm-hmm. Um, so like because I want I want to do it during the summer when while there's always sun so yeah. I can get more done in a shorter amount of time. Definitely. Um, so I, I want to get like longer shots all in a large format um, and I, I like I just basically want to cre- recreate those photos but in modern times yeah um, but I, I've been talking about doing that for like a year now and I haven't <laughs> I haven't reached out or, or done anything well yet. now on here we can you can say I, now I can force myself exactly yeah, yeah. you said you're gonna do it I said I'm gonna do so it so now you have to do yeah. it because at the same time, like, what do you, you got to ask. Yeah. You, you know, like, what's the worst, the worst they can say is no. Yeah. And what's going to happen to you? Nothing. Yeah. You know, and then maybe you could even later just do it, mm-hmm. like, save up, do it, mm-hmm. and then be like, hey, I have this stuff. If you guys want them. Yeah. You can uh, pay for some of them. Yeah. yeah. I, I hate asking that. I, I, I hate selling myself. Um. And I just I think it's so awkward. Um, I I know I'm supposed to, but I'm just like uncomfortable doing it. Definitely. I've probably been taken advantage of a lot, um, but also I, I, it's like li- relieves me of stress, and I don't care, and I already have these photos, so whatever. But I know yeah. I'm doing I'm doing that wrong, um, so uh, I'm probably ruining work for a lot of other people. But I don't do it as much anymore. There's it's funny because what I've by talking with certain people, like even I have friends that feel this way that yeah. think photography is a very, very simple, easy thing to do. Um, they're just like, well, in the digital age, it's made it a lot simpler, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of times, a lot, you know, they put it to like soccer moms going out and buying you know, a thousand dollar kit set up and being able to take pictures of their kids doing whatever mm-hmm. and thinking that that's going to be the same as hiring a professional that right. already has even better gear right. to do the same thing. Sure. Um, it kind of bothers me when people say stuff like that mm-hmm. because it's not just the money that some people didn't spend, like I spent money to go to school to learn how to do it. Yeah. Um, even though... I've been doing it before. Some people just take the time mm-hmm. and energy and put it in there to train themselves how to do it. Yeah. Um, but it's the same as like a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. It takes the reps. It takes the, the going out there and putting in the time to be able to take good good photos. Sure. And so, you know, like when... you So you should never sell yourself short. Right. You should right. remember that you've put in the time, the sweat, the tears, whatever you want to say, maturing your eye and being able to take something better that a lot of people look over. Right. Um, Because even in your YouTube video, you 
you took a lot of, you can say, simple photographs of a dent in a car, of flowers, you know what I mean? Oh, that car was destroyed. But no, <laughs> but for sure. But like, but it's a lot of things that a people pass over mm -hmm. like it's an everyday thing, yeah. but you never know who's going to be seeing it. Yeah. And it's crazy that it's become my everyday thing, just seeing that destroyed car. Yeah. Um, it's slowly it, getting nicer. It, I'm almost certain that it got me tires. <laughs> yeah. But I also, it hasn't, I'm very certain it hasn't moved that that parking spot. Yeah. In at least a year. Um, and it's like, it seems, it looks very undrivable. But maybe it is drivable and I mean it's not unheard of to drive a wrecked car in Los Angeles yeah um, but uh, I feel so weird that I just said Los Angeles uh, in LA whatever uh, <laughs> it, it is what it is you yeah know? Uh, it's it's not unheard of to drive a wrecked car in LA yeah um, and I mean most people do yeah um, but it's uh, it, it's like I, I do that that walk around the neighborhood like mm -hmm. at least once a week yeah um but i don't know that's like that's like been the one con the, the neighborhood is changing very rapidly but that uh destroyed car has been like the one constant um Similarity. that hasn't changed yeah and i hope it stays there longer yeah yeah and then um i keep on i'm just gonna go off on random things yeah. but even with that youtube i feel like watching it I don't know if it's just getting older or what it is, but for me, just being able to walk up and take pictures. I know you talk to these people. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like the guy on the little mini bike yeah. or the girl that was at the like liquor store yeah, yeah. right there. Um, she, actually, the, she actually yelled at me. No, exactly. And uh, so it's just so like to get those responses yeah, yeah. and then being able to turn it around and being like, yeah. let me... And, the thing that I love is watching people when they know their picture is going to be taken. Yeah. They kind of it kind of shows who they're gonna who they own yeah. their personality. Yeah, you know, like she instantly was like, you know, kind of like pose yeah, gave yeah, you yeah. that kind of almost like cover girl style yeah. of pose, and it just and a lot of people don't like posed pictures. Mm -hmm. But I do because it's like if I don't want like it's not like me telling people how to pose. They're just gonna be who they are. Yeah. And you know, and some people like to take a picture and just like looking plain, like arms down, not like engaged or anything. But then some people would like, dude, this random dude wants to take my picture, and they're psyched about it. Everyone that I've asked to take, uh, take their photo and within my neighborhood has always been really cool about it mm -hmm. and just been like, yeah, like, let's do it. Yeah. Um, and it's just like quick, bam, and then you go on your separate ways. Yeah. Um, but there, there is, I actually did the same walk like a week prior and I did the same, like I did the same video too, <laughs> but the, the video is somehow during trans, uh, the, uh, the SD card, like just corrupted. Oh, okay. So we lost everything. Oh, okay. But it was, it was fine. Um, we did it again, and I think the the second time we did it came out way better. Because it's almost like you rehearsed it. Yeah, so you're sort able of. To, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're almost able to yeah. be ready yeah. for what you're about to do. Yeah, and I also, like, uh, I felt more stiff in the first one. 
and like I was trying to like uh, hit hit certain bullet points and like go off a script of what I already had in my head, like what me, I wanted to do, like, like you, me like in this you. podcast. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm having yeah. a lot of trouble. Yeah, but I'm trying, yeah. and that's and I hopefully the listeners out there understand. Yeah, that. I just I'm doing this for fun. This yeah. is this is my opportunity to talk to people that I like to look at their work. Right. And so my thing isn't money. Mine is if one day I get to freaking interview Jason Lee or someone like that. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't like your stuff as much as his, but I'm just saying like He's that guy significantly been, better. <laughs> but I've been looking up to that guy since I was a teenager. Yeah. I mean, our I mean, okay, I could potentially do photos very similar to Jason Lee. Um, he is just more uh, obviously experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a different mindset than me. Mm-hmm. And also he is more um, uh, what's the fucking word? Uh, he is more um, he understands more like the technical s- technical aspects yeah. of cameras. Yeah, I don't know anything about cameras. Yeah. I just know like uh what like slower faster shutter speeds do and what apertures do yeah and that's it i i actually found out recently that i've been developing film wrong this entire time (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean it's not totally wrong okay so like for um the uh developer that i'm using um i it's supposed to be uh one part to 31 parts one part of the concentrate to 31 parts water. water yeah but for whatever reason, I was doing one part concentrate and then making it equal 31. So it was like one to 30. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I, was, I was like overdeveloping it. Yeah, like, a little too strong. A little too strong. Yeah. And also I was pushing my film. So I was, uh, I always push black and white two stops. Yeah. Um, so I was. Give it that crisper. I was, uh, I just, I don't know, I just, I, I just did it. Yeah. Because, like, I've seen other people do it. And I, okay. I liked what they did. Yeah. Um, but, like, my stuff never came out as good as theirs. Um, but now I, I didn't realize this until recently that, like, I've been doing it wrong this entire time. Um, but I don't really care because yeah. I liked what I was getting. So well, I'm just going to continue doing it that way. And that's, and that's the coolest thing about photography or yeah. art. You can say, yeah. It doesn't matter. There's no guidelines right. to this whole thing. Yeah. Well, okay. There's soft guidelines. Yeah. But you can go outside, sure. or in, well, you can do outside perimeters, and most of the time, people that stick to the perfect guideline rule of book, whatever, yeah. it's like you can tell that there's nothing behind it. Sure. And then it's the people that think outside the box, think outside whatever, that things change, things, you know, that's what gets those different styles. And I think that's as photographers, we all, we're all trying to find our style because I, like the thing is, is um, Jason Lee might take, or have a, but that's his style. So it's like for us to try to be like him, it's like, well, no, be yourself. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, no one wants a bunch of copycats out there. Like, people like you for you. Mm-hmm. And it's even <laughs> the last podcast we talked about, or with uh, Matt, he was talking about how he would shoot, like, he shot for Red Bull. And they were like, he was like, I don't know how to shoot that kind of stuff. They're like, I don't care. I like 
your style, just shoot it your style of this yeah. stuff. I actually did that recently for a beer company in LA. Um, and they, they, they gave me full control. They said, they said, do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and they didn't use any. <laughs> but that, but who knows? Like, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Well, they used, okay, they used one photo and then like, cause it looked old and it, uh, I, I obviously, I think that was the best photo I took of the whole yeah. thing. So I'm glad they used it. Yeah. But like, um, they, I mean, uh, they, they just didn't use any of the other ones, and I was kind of like, I was kind of let down, um, but also, whatever. I don't yeah, know. you they, can't, they, you can't they, take it personally. They, they used one, and I think that's enough. Yeah. Well, that's half the, t- half the times I remember going to Chain Reaction, yeah. and I'd go to, uh, like, old hardcore shows. I'd go yeah. and shoot, because my friends... Yeah. were in bands that were never the headliner uh-huh. but they always they got to play with some of my favorite hardcore bands yeah and so but they gave me a pass i got to go in there yeah. and i got to do whatever i wanted and shoot and be in the back do like mm-hmm. well whatever back chain had and like not really but the, the band the band area yeah favorite, exactly favorite, which actually they recently painted painted green oh really yeah or recently within the past few years they painted yeah. green but it was cool because, um, so I got to take pictures of all these bands and yeah. then I would send them everything and just be <laughs> yeah. like, hope, you know, like yeah. I'd send them, pictures. yeah, like, and then what I realized that's the stupidest thing to do. Yeah. You send them 10 uh-huh. and of your best, best, uh-huh. cause they're not good. They're, they're off doing their own thing. Yeah. They're not going to look through some kids thousand pictures yeah. that two of them might be okay but then all of a sudden I remember my photo got on down to nothings MySpace page (laughs) and I was freaking out that's cool like I was on their pictures yeah yeah. like and yeah that's you know they're oh man they're an awesome straight edge band that I got super psyched on and they put one of my photos in their group photos so I nearly did a backflip when Poison the Well that yeah uh, they uh, like within five minutes of me posting it mm-hmm. they which also okay this is different uh, within like bands that we like mm-hmm. um, than like uh, corporations or or people who have money yeah doing the same thing yeah um, but uh, poison little screenshot in my picture and then used it immediately like five minutes after I posted it mm-hmm that was cool. Um, that that was like that. I like nearly did a backflip. Yeah. I just got the notification on my phone that I was like, "Poison the Will tagged you in this photo." Yeah. Um, and then I was I saw it and I was like, "Holy shit!" I that's that's incredible. I, I felt so cool. I made it. I, I, I made <laughs> it. I made it for that that moment in time. No, definitely. I, I made it because somebody used my photo on their own personal <laughs> yeah um, and I, I mean I didn't get any traction or nothing. no we cause a lot of times nothing came from it really well yeah and like how old were you when that happened 25 you know like so you were younger yeah like mine was I think I was 17 mm-hmm. or like 18 mm-hmm. um, I was working for a photographer mm-hmm. and he let me borrow like fisheye 
and an external flash and stuff. And it was the first time I ever did that. Hooked the wire up so I can like really create stuff oh, yeah. at shows. Yeah. And um, but to me, like yeah, like in all of it, we want the credit, the money, like sure. what it takes to produce behind the scenes of it. Yeah. But you know, sometimes for photographers, yeah. it's just when that one person or that those random people or not random to us but the people that we've kind of looked up to or listened to for so long took that two seconds yeah. to do that yeah. like it made dude it made my year yeah. you know yeah and there, there's there's no money in hardcore or punk so no not at all yeah um so then after so when you started taking photos of like bands and stuff uh -huh. I know it's progressed more than just your friends at shows yeah. like you you've done a lot of uh, show photography I have um, and that was kind of an accident um, I mean I would always I would bring my my, my... okay well <laughs> first off I didn't have a camera for the longest time I just had like my old uh, Pentax K1000, like the, mm -hmm. the Pentax version of the Canon AE1. Yeah. Um, I had the AE1, but. <laughs> I, I, you know, I could never figure it out. I could never figure out the AE1. Oh, I, um, I tried, I, like, I couldn't turn it on, and I didn't know what I was doing, and mm -hmm. I was like, this has batteries, it sucks. I just want to use, like, something I don't have to turn on. Yeah. So I got the Pentax. I mean, uh, Pentax is what I already had, because um, it was the first thing I, I came across. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool, I'll take this. Um, it was fully mechanical. The only battery it, it uses is for the light meter. Well, same um, thing with the AE one. Okay, for whatever reason, I, <laughs> I maybe, say. maybe I'm just a bad photographer. No, you're that. No, because remember, we already yeah. talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not uh, the equipment; it's yeah, what's yeah. in your hand. I, I could not figure out for the life of me how it worked. And yeah, I, I, it, maybe it's just the that specific AE one. Maybe the battery didn't work. Or the camera didn't work a, a lot of times maybe. like you'll come up and like thrift store finds right yeah, yeah. like you'll get these and you'll be like heck yeah and yeah. you'll be hoping that you you open the back up look through it and if it does show a little light when yeah. you snap it okay it probably, it hopefully it works yeah. yeah um so okay so for whatever reason canon and canon didn't work for me so i had let's go, i had the pentax let's go with that and i had my iphone 4 okay um and i had my uh, which um another note I don't see anything wrong with taking iPhone pictures. There's a, a well, yeah, that's yeah, a that's, that's a, a whole that's, other that's thing. I no, and definitely like what, like in my first podcast with Ricardo, the best camera is what you have is what what yeah. you have on you yeah, all the time. It doesn't matter if it's a, it's a, on your phone. No, I took when I had a, <laughs> I took so many pictures on uh, my Sidekick. I mean, they didn't. They weren't good. And they don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know where. Like, there's they, or they they're non-existent anymore. Or it's like, what's the difference? I had. Yeah. I remember. Uh, what was it? Sophomore, junior year of high school. Yeah. I got a. I got a Canon 10D. Now our cell phones right now are way better. Are ten times the better than those. Yeah. So what? What technically is the difference? Nothing. It's just everyone has it. Exactly. But that's not wrong. Everyone should have a camera. Yeah. Even soccer moms. Soccer moms can either use their phone or like a $10,000 setup. Like yeah. A, um, like a 
70 to 200. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not against soccer moms having cameras. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying the technology has gotten so good. Yeah. Oh, that anybody can. That anyone. Yeah. And nothing against soccer moms. I love soccer moms. They're fine. They're, you know, like yeah. any uh, moms are great. That's my mom's the greatest person, one of the greatest persons yeah. in my life. Yeah. So it's like I wasn't it. I ain't against that. But there's also. Just because you're a soccer mom does not mean you can't be a photographer. Exactly. Um, and also, I feel like cell phones today are like the disposable cameras of uh, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody had them. Yeah. They're available everywhere. It doesn't like you, anybody can get it developed. You don't need to have any. You don't need to have any technical knowledge of cameras. Just point shoot. Yeah, that's it. Wait. So are you saying the same as like ratatouille? Like anyone can cook. Yeah, anybody. I can cook. It's not good, but yeah. I can cook. <laughs> Anyone could be a chef. Yeah, I can, I can throw whatever uh, bagged Trader Joe's uh, frozen food. Dude, and, and throw orange chicken all day. I know you don't eat chicken, but... Uh, they have a, a, a vegan version of that. It's uh, Mandarin chicken. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, before anybody calls me out by realizing now that I'm vegan and shooting film photography... I know that film has gelatin in it. I don't care. Oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah, um, and the chemicals are probably bad for the environment. Yeah, which I, I'm bad for the environment. By, we, by us being human beings, yeah, yeah, we're not good for the yeah, environment. I, uh, like I'm, uh, the only way for um, me to be like fully vegan is to go jump off a bridge. And no. let let a, a become fertilizer. Yeah. Become fertilizer. Let let a let an animal eat. Yeah. Um, so technically, you you are doing the best that you can. I am doing the best that I can. Exactly. And I I I choose to uh, use a non vegan um, uh, a non vegan uh, uh, product to to shoot with, but also. My iPhone is made by brittle fingers of children in China. Half, there, we can go on yeah, and yeah. on yeah. and on. Yeah, because the same thing, like a lot of people don't think, yeah. if you're straight edge, yeah. you have to be vegan. Like straight, me being straight edge and eating meat, mm-hmm. there, you know, you can go into all these different subcategories yeah, yeah. of everything. Yeah. And it's just like, but for me being straight edge, it has nothing to do with the environment has sure. nothing to do with being like I just like I think I I think I'm straight because I have a control issue because I because <laughs> I always want to be in control yeah. of myself yeah that's just straight what it is I don't want there ever to be a point yeah. that I can't take care of myself uh-huh. and I think growing up and having issues or whatever and being when you're a child mm-hmm. you're not in control right and we all have gone through many situations that we wish we weren't. And so now I think I just became, I don't drink or I don't yeah. smoke, do drugs or whatever, just because I want to be in control mm-hmm. and make sure that I don't do anything. But at the same time, with my own control, I do do a lot of stupid things. <laughs> so it all... And I now I have more control now. Yeah. Um, like, without being uh, uh, hindered or... Uh, Inebriated. Inebriated. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, but uh, you, uh, how? When you went, you're 16 when you were. 16? Yeah. Okay. 
So lasted longer than me. Over half my life. Yeah, now. I I found Straight Edge when I was thirteen, and I lasted it until I was. I had a a beer when I was seventeen, and I. I had like a Keystone Light, and I thought uh-huh. I was wasted. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so drunk." And then, um, but like after that, I never did anything. Yeah, until I was like 23, maybe. Um, so I, I was not straight edge anymore, but I like didn't really like go off the deep end. Um, yeah, until like I was like 23. Um, but I that control aspect. I'm glad that I was straight edge during formative. That's the word. The I was formative. Thinking. Formative years. That's yeah. the, the word I was thinking of earlier. Okay, go back to okay. minute four. <laughs> um, formative. During my formative years, I'm glad that I was straight edge and that I, um, I uh, didn't have because uh, I I was not in a stable environment at all growing up. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I had that stability of not uh, being messed up uh, on drugs or alcohol mm-hmm. um, while my brain is still forming. Because now I'm looking back, like, seeing, like, thinking, like, or seeing 15-year-olds now, like, smoking weed and drinking alcohol. I'm just like, that, like, as an adult seeing that, I'm just like, that is insane. Yeah. Um, but, like, when you're 15, you're just like, doesn't, like, it doesn't seem that big. Yeah. Um, I was just, and also I didn't think it was that big of a deal at the time. Um, like I worked at Subway and my manager tried to, uh, he offered me meth. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh no, I didn't even think anything. I didn't think twice about it. I was like, oh no man, no thanks. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, he's just smoking. It's fine. But yeah. like looking back on it, like I still have that vivid memory of him offering him. I'm like, damn, I could have smoked meth. Yeah. When I was... 16 well see but for me it was so funny because i never had those situations like okay i've never had alcohol before that's just the one thing i've never had alcohol but i smoked weed once when i was like 15 i don't know if i was high or not (laughs) all i know all i know is that i spent like 20 dollars on jack in the box after so probably it could have been um you're you're a high in general to eat jack in the box yeah hey <laughs> I still love those tacos. Um, Actually, no, I really miss the sourdough jack. Dude, seriously. That was really good. But for me, growing up, I didn't have a lot of temptations, I really would say. Like, I grew up, like, my mom... I actually, I don't... I... Luckily, maybe I can say that the friends that I grew up around, mm-hmm. we didn't do that stuff. Like, dude, hardly, like girls weren't even like a big thing like i wanted to skateboard Mm -hmm. i wanted to play tennis and i wanted to take pictures Mm -hmm. that was it like that that's all i wanted to do and then becoming straight edge like my sister would always say you're not straight edge until you turn 21 because you're not able to (laughs) that's like the kind of thing kids say yeah like and so but it didn't matter because 21 came and got like 21 i went and gambled for the first time in atlantic city (laughs) <laughs> my brother. Shout out to Spencer Dorsey. Yeah, shout out Bruce. Yeah, and like uh, I just, and so, but now straight edge hasn't isn't more of a thing. It isn't really a prideful thing for me. Uh-huh. It just become like, just I guess just the lifestyle. Like I like my wife drinks, mm-hmm. and she can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. She's a grown adult. Mm-hmm. She knows how to take care of herself, and I trust her. Yeah. So that's all the like 
She doesn't do anything to me. She doesn't try to get me. She, I think she likes the fact that I don't drink because when I get into anything, I go full force. So if I started drinking, I'd probably have like five beers after work every day just because if I just like to taste, I'm gonna go for it, yeah, you yeah. know? But yeah, that's um, where it causes problems. Well, money, like I, you know, like it's kind of nice having that yeah. extra money and not money. going out to bars and stuff not, like that. No control. But at the same time, like yeah. I love dive bars. Like when we had um, Adam's bachelor party, yeah, we went to a couple of those uh, dive bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seriously, it was fun. The most fun. <laughs> like we were, we hung out. Like I didn't have to, like we were playing, we were playing shuffleboard, mm-hmm. shuffleboard, slide, yeah. whatever that. The, the thing with the the salt and you slide sand. it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sand and you slide it yeah. um and it and that and then it was fun because even though all the dudes around me were drinking but they're the ones like i don't do karaoke i don't do like yeah. they got me to go up on stage just because it's like we're having fun yeah and to let down my guard yeah and it's like i'm not saying like but sometimes you don't need alcohol to let down anything you just need the right group of people around you to give you confidence. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's another thing. You grew up uh, without the temptation and within the same group of friends with a similar mindset. Um, yes. Actually, yes. speaking of Cole, I remember seeing Cole at a show in Yorba Linda. Media Blitz was playing. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember there is uh, this... I, I always feel like Yorba Linda or like Fullerton area was more punk than anywhere in all of Orange County. Cause I remember like the type of people I would see at shows mm-hmm. in that general area uh, were like classic punk, mohawks, um, skinheads, uh, like fully, fully into like the, the, the punk lifestyle, the punk lifestyle look, um, everything. Yeah. Um, remember this, there's this kid, uh, shaved head, no shirt on, Walked up to the to the to the uh, the front of the stage, and just lit up a cigarette and started smoking, and I was just looking at him. And I was like, "This is kind of crazy." Uh, like, is he trying? I wasn't certain if he was like trying to make a statement because yeah. like the, the like the like the way he was like uh, presenting himself. Was, yeah. Like, very like, I'm smoking a cigarette. What is anybody gonna do around me? And yeah. then I saw like a group of straight edge kids like coming up <laughs> to yell at him for smoking a cigarette, and I just I was just like. I was watching this as it was happening, and I was like, "I'm sure to shoot, but like, I'm I'm just like, I'm not offended by this, but I'm just like, so in, intrigued on what's happening right now. Uh-huh. I'm just like watching it, and I still have a vivid memory of Cole's face, <laughs> the, like the tiniest kid, um, like putting his finger, pointing at him, and yelling at this guy for smoking a cigarette. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, um, or maybe that's not even what was happening. That's yeah. just my perception of yeah. what's happening. Um, but. Uh, yeah, that is, that, is, that is hilarious. Um, where, where were we before that? Well, and Cole, if you're listening, uh, you're coming on this next. <laughs> um, but no, completely. And with the Your Belinda kids, like, those are all the dudes that are now, like, in the big bands that, um, yeah. that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we went way off we topic. We went way off Topic. But um, we're talking about your Pentax and taking oh, wait, pictures. Wait, before, before, um, uh, I was talking about you having a, the uh, same uh, lifestyle and mindset of okay. all your friends around you. Yeah. 
similar to what we were talking about earlier, where mm-hmm. like I'm the black sheep within all of my friends and are a majority of my friends and my family. Mm-hmm. Family's all conservative, love Trump, um, uh, very like anti BLM. Um, call me a terrorist <laughs> for uh, uh, being involved in protests. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, even growing up, I was not around anybody I agreed with. I was straight edge. Mm-hmm. All of my friends did drugs. Yeah. All my friends were, were to uh, drink. Um, and I was around it. I never did anything. Um, but it was just like, I I didn't, um, n- none of, uh, none, my environment, the environment that I'm in is nev- seems to never be um, what I personally uh, align myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, my entire life, um, but I I saw what uh, drugs and alcohol did to my friends at such a young age, and I'm glad that I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I waited, and I ended up. I mean, I ended up doing drugs and drinking later on in life. But when I was more of a uh, uh, fully not fully grown, but like I was more of an adult, yeah, and I was able to handle. Um, deal with your surroundings. Deal with my surroundings, handle it uh, and properly. Put, and put yourself in a better surrounding yeah, yeah, so yeah. nothing too bad could happen sure. to the outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't think of it that way, but I'm, uh, at the time when I did acid or uh, did whatever drugs I did, um, but it didn't affect me as negatively as it could have when I was, if I did it when I was like 15 14 definitely well then we can you know like we can definitely go back we are definitely not a political podcast right 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 um, but it doesn't mean we can't talk about anything sure. I don't care like that's yeah. like I've said a million times that's why I love America yeah, it's yeah, because yeah. we all have the opportunity to say what we believe in sure. and what we feel sure um, as long if you you know like I will always listen to anyone if they were are willing to listen to me. Yeah. Because this is what it, it, an open platform. Yeah. And we have the ability to make our own decisions, mm-hmm. and it's you know like we can. People need to be able to have constructive conversations, so, or even conversations that may not lead the other person to think what you believe, mm-hmm. but just under like understand. That we do have different thoughts. We sure. do have different ways of how we feel the country should go or just, you know, even a different thought of what I should be, you know, eating, putting in my body. Sure. Um, so, you know, you've, I've, a lot of, I've seen a bunch of your work and you've yeah. done a bunch of rallies and, mm-hmm. you know, pride stuff plus the BLM marches mm-hmm. and even, you know, the... Ooh, sorry, Bert. Um, and I, I hate for this to go political, but I also feel like my photography within the past at least five or six years has sort of become political. Yeah. But just because like that's what I have surrounded myself with, and I'm also I'm like like I've been doing my entire life. I'm just documenting what's happening around me. Well, and that's and that's why I like looking at your stuff because you're not telling me what to think. Yeah. 
You're just saying, hey, this is what's going on out there. And yeah, that's what I want to see that. I like seeing both sides of the aisle. I like seeing how the other how the other side lives and the other side thinks. Like, mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. Like, the more information we know, the better we can understand each other. Right. Because just because I grew up, you know, a white Christian boy in Orange County mm-hmm. doesn't mean I can't try to understand you should. what someone you should you should uh expose yourself to uh things outside of orange county no yeah definitely and i feel like i you know i moved to chicago oh, yeah, like yeah. a pretty rough city and i went and did projects and i went and talked with people outside especially the south end yeah. south side and i talked with these people and the funny thing is most of the time like people don't give a crap what you look like yeah I was a, a scrawny white boy with thousands of dollars worth of camera gear on me, uh-huh. but that didn't make me think that anyone was going to do anything to me, yeah. except we did get held at gunpoint once on the subway. Another story. Yeah. Um, no, I've never been afraid that somebody was going to do something to me with whatever camera I had on uh-huh. me, um, but I, did, I was uh, in downtown when uh, uh, the news broke that Biden sort of won the election uh i still i still think it's it's up for debate if he won yet because like well who knows it's not it's because like lawsuits are gonna happen they're gonna do recounts it's like it's it's not over yet um i think everyone celebrated way too soon um but uh i went downtown because everybody was down there yeah or like everyone was in echo park or um people were celebrating in the streets so i wanted to go in the streets and be there and see what was happening just be around it because it um and i was thinking i was also thinking about this like if i was if uh in 2016 if i was in like a rural area where people were celebrating trump i would like to be there i would like to like witness that Um, like i wasn't happy uh that he won but i also wouldn't have been happy if hillary won um i'm not happy that biden won i don't like him um, but I would I liked seeing people celebrate and it was it was interesting um, but uh, the only time I ever felt like I was going to be robbed was at that Biden uh, celebration really? in downtown because and it was only a split second because like I saw a uh, uh, there was one guy who was like we were like walking for half a block and we caught eyes and then he was like looking at my camera mm-hmm. and just like staring at it for like a good 10 15 steps uh, until we passed and I was and I like I, I saw what he was doing and I like um, this is also just my perception he could have been just been like uh, yeah. looking at it and admiring it but yeah. also he could have uh, been like I was I was in a, uh, I was in downtown, and downtown is sort of seedy, um, so I, like, first thing I thought of was like, oh, this is like kind of a, a raucous environment, he, uh, I hope, like, I don't have to fight somebody because they want to take my camera. Yeah. Um, but also, if he took my camera, I can't really do anything, like, yeah. I can fight him, but like, I'll probably get my ass kicked, so like. Just let it go. It's just a camera. It's, it's just material. Right, right, right. Um, so uh, that was the only time I ever felt like I was going to be robbed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like it. 
it's crazy when you're in those like hectic environments mm-hmm. because our brains are just going off like our sensory overload is just going off right, right. like what's going like but at the same time it's either you can get lost in your camera and just shoot mm-hmm. and just put like put yourself outside the situation because that's what I like that's why I feel like I like to do because mm-hmm. I've photographed things that I don't agree with mm-hmm. you know but that doesn't mean that I can't well kind of bad but use it to my advantage um, like I I've always like I went to school to become like do photojournalism yeah. I've never yeah I've never thought I've never thought no okay I have thought of photography as art but I like more of it showing like a certain aspect in time mm-hmm. um, like one of my favorite documentaries is a documentary called um, War Photographer because mm-hmm. I like I don't love war by any means like I don't want anyone to die Yeah. but I like the photographs of people getting behind something that they believe in and fighting for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's why I wanted to become a photographer. Like, if I could have done it all different, I'd have taken a bunch of student loans out and just traveled the world, you know, not student loans, but loans out and traveled the world instead of taking a bunch of money out to go get classes that of stuff that most of it I already knew Mm -hmm. but I thought I needed to have that plaque on the wall saying I graduated here did you graduate no no and that's the thing so now I have this but whatever like life is full of a bunch of lessons that we learn Mm -hmm. and if I didn't go through all these lessons I wouldn't be where I am in life and right now I'm pretty psyched yeah sorry about COVID sorry about you know what I mean? Like everyone feeling like the world's going to end because okay. of some political thing. Just because there's a pandemic doesn't mean you shouldn't be happy. Completely. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself yeah. and yeah. pay attention to the things that deserve your attention. Yeah, because there's a pandemic happening at all times. Um, like Everywhere met- in the world. Like actual pandemic or like metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Whatever is happening in the country. Yeah. Like, yeah, live your life. Yeah. And if you in, and if you don't like what's going on, mm-hmm. either do something to change it, mm-hmm. or just keep on going. Yeah, because I feel like there's too many people that are mad and sad at the world mm-hmm. instead of taking advantage of what we have, especially in America. Yeah, and doing something with it. Like, if if you don't like where you're at, move. If you don't like, you know, if you don't, I don't know, how do you, <laughs> it's like, there. we have choices. Mm-hmm. Every day you have a choice. You can either wake up, put on your pants mm-hmm. and clothes and go, mm-hmm. or you can lie in bed and be, do that too. Like, it's your choice. Yeah. But you got to realize that some choices have better outcomes than others and so I would say you know maybe waking up at 10 to 2 you know (laughs) maybe maybe if you want more jobs 
wake up a little early. Definitely. No, but I don't uh, know. If I, if I want to be more stable in my life uh, financially, then yes, wake up earlier. Um, but at the same time, I the things that I yeah. see you do, like we all, like, cause, so you can say, oh, I've been unemployed for the last seven, eight months. Yeah. I've been doing, but at the same time, I watched that YouTube video yeah. and I was psyched that you were doing that. Yeah, because well, I, I've been, I, I've been sitting on that idea for so long and, um, I, I've, I've been sitting on so many ideas yeah. for so long. Um, the pandemic, uh, the world shutting down kind of like put, I, I want to say that it put, uh, put a pin in everything that I wanted to do. It like, it, uh, everything kind of just stopped and I was like unable to focus on anything. Put on hold. But I was also, yeah, put on hold. Um, but I was also unable to focus on anything even before that. Um, so I, I can't blame a pandemic for me uh, being stuck in the position that I am in now. Um, I, it, although it doesn't help. Um, but uh, I am grateful because I it the the uh, pandemic did put me in a great financial position. I've had the most money I've ever had in my life. Shout out the stimulus. Uh, Shout out to that the, ended in July, but <laughs> yeah, uh, but plus the unemployment bonus. Oh yeah, yeah, the uh, stimulus. Yeah, well, um, I mean, yeah, like this, not yeah, not just the twelve hundred, but the but the extra six hundred. Yeah, yeah uh, that, that's also part of the stimulus. No, program. no, definitely. Um, but uh, that's what I meant, at least. Um, but uh, also, I got the small business loan. Okay. And I got more money that, uh, than anybody I know um, and I don't know why that is I think maybe the bank that I went through was like pulled sketchy moves because mm-hmm. um, I, I, uh, it was a bank I never heard of before I just applied to like every bank that I could and I went with the first one that said that, yes that uh, emailed me back mm-hmm. um, and then I just woke up one day with 10 grand in my bank account and I was like, okay, great. So yeah. like, I actually put that ten grand to get to uh, good use. Um, like, I bought camera stuff with it. I bought like, I invested in myself with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I uh, slowly started putting ideas into work that I had been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Um, albeit, it is very difficult. Um, just with uh, the uh, mindset that I was in. But um, it was so much easier. Money makes everything so much easier. <laughs> um, but it, it does. It no, it really does. But then I think the hard work to get it oh, yeah, makes yeah. you understand what you're doing. Yeah. And um, so now that you have this, yeah. I want no excuses out of you. Well, well, I want to see more. I want to see more. I got big on investing this year. I know you taught me how to freaking do that. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, remember? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah I yeah, I yeah. used your code. But... I that. Exactly, and um, I haven't been doing I, good. I put but... uh, I put twenty five percent of my uh, my small business loan into stocks, and so far I'm up eighteen percent. That's good. So m- more money than I would have had just sitting around. So what do you think? Or do spending you, on beer. Do you <laughs> do you think that? Um, do you think people learning how to do that would be more successful for, like, how to invest? invest? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because like, I do mean, you, you could work hard your entire life and have 
just pay rent and have nothing to show for it. Or you could, instead of paying rent, you could own a house and then the rent, the, the monthly payment that you'd be putting into it, you still have that money. Yeah. Like... It goes into your... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been paying rent for the past 14 years. Yeah. I could still have that money if I owned a house. Yeah. Or if I owned what I what I had. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's easy to say, difficult to do. Exactly. Like, uh, like, I don't have the privilege to do that, and many other people don't have that, that privilege. Um, but uh, also, so many other people don't have the uh the even like the inkling of thought to even consider the, like not even, not inkling of thought but even just like the uh, uh, needed um, or the ability to uh, put any sort of uh, energy into doing that mm-hmm. um, they're just focusing on feeding feeding themselves making sure they aren't homeless next month. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, I'm, I'm well aware of uh, that uh, opportunity and privilege that I have. Yeah. Um, but I'm also using it. Cause, yeah. Like, I, there's no reason not to. Exactly. Um, but also, uh, I just started a new job where I was uh, talking to one of the other guys that worked there about the same exact thing, and, and he was like, saying uh, this year he also got into investing and he wants to uh, start like uh, in our neighborhood he was saying like how uh, pe- uh, people are just coming from outside of the neighborhood buying up all the properties because this is like suddenly going to be a cool area um, or like gentrification gentrification yeah um, but the people who already live here, who spent their entire lives here, aren't buying the property, and they don't understand the value of investing their money. Um, and like, if you go to like West LA or like nicer areas, there's like Charles Schwab's or uh, uh, other uh, investing stores. Mm-hmm. Like here, there's just in my neighborhood, there's liquor stores and uh, the army store, like join the army mm-hmm. store, <laughs> an office, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Um, a recruiting center. Recruiting center. There we go. That's what we're talking about. Um, so instead of just like people seeing, like walking around this their entire life thinking that's their only option, if there was an investment, uh, like office or like something within the community to uh, help people understand that they too can be comfortable and not have to work their entire life for nothing, um, then like everything would like uh, uh, there'd be so many more opportunities in my neighborhood um, I don't know where I was going with that no that's okay <laughs> but um, yeah I don't know uh, I've, I've been working uh, little bits and pieces uh, either photography wise or just um, uh, politically uh, within my within my neighborhood mm-hmm. to uh, lessen my impact of a cool hip guy moving to a, a cheap area. Yeah. And I, I moved there because that's where I can afford. Yeah. And, like, I can't afford to live, like... Well, it's like, that's that's what I feel like a lot of people do, right? Like, people... I think a lot of people go places mm-hmm. and bring their baggage with them, mm-hmm. and they can really mess up an area. Yeah, like, I, um, I could be 
um, my old neighbors who just moved into a recently remodeled home for a year and then moved out and didn't really participate in the neighborhood at all mm-hmm. um, and just made the the uh, rent prices go up because they paid that so all yeah. the other landlords are thinking why can't I charge that rent um, so uh, yeah also another thing I think the pandemic is good for the economy because it, it's bringing rent prices down in LA uh, from what I've noticed in LA at least um, not good for the economy as a whole, but it's it's like the reset that we needed. Yeah, I think. Um, but this is not related to photography. At all. <laughs> no, it's a no. <laughs> but it's um. So well, we can go from there. Like, what are some, what are some future pro- or what what are some projects that you're working on? Where what is there stuff out there, or is there stuff that you're working on that people can be looking forward to? Um. Well, I, I've got this YouTube thing, and I have like I have a, my a list of things on my phone. Of, like I have like at least fifteen ideas of what I want to do. Um, I already have uh, two videos that I'm like halfway through uh, filming and editing. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, while uh, I mean I I spent a lot of the last year or so just watching YouTube because I didn't have a job mm-hmm. um, and. There are some other photographers on there who do really cool stuff, um, but I haven't seen anybody in LA doing uh, what all these other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm sure there is, but I haven't seen them. Haven't come across it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, they're like the people I've seen are in like New York or like uh, England or like the Midwest mm-hmm. or uh, South America, uh, various other places. Um, but I feel like whenever I see people going to LA, they're only going to like the uh, touristy areas or yeah. like getting like photos of things you would see already. Yeah. Um, so I, my focus, um, my initial focus was uh, my neighborhood or areas of LA that you wouldn't typically see. And I typically see these places because I drive a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I drive a lot for work. Um, I've worked uh, in like film production uh, and I've seen so many areas of LA that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Like I've seen specific neighborhoods that I wouldn't have gone to unless I was like working in that neighborhood. Okay. Um, or, or like, and also I typically, instead of taking the freeway, I always drive streets. So like I see uh, parts of neighborhoods uh, that I've never seen people taking photos of. Okay. Um, so my initial, um, uh, my initial focus uh, in this YouTube channel was that, but I have so many other ideas are that um, I will be working on within the next couple of months, like out of state. Okay. Or um, it's basically just becoming like kind of personal. Yeah. Um, but like next month I'm going to New York. Cool. Um, just because. Also. Um, I have a t- tattoo appointment with uh, Siv. Grill biscuits. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I have a tattoo appointment with him, and hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm not gonna like uh, throw this at him right when I walk in. But yeah. like, if the conversation goes good and our um, if our uh, energy is good, I'll ask him to take his portrait in his like little tattoo corner, yeah. wherever he is. Yeah. Um, and. Hopefully he says yes. 
because like that would I would love to have this portrait. Definitely, I don't see. I don't. I don't. And what's the worst he can do? Say no. Exactly. Yeah. Then you walk away, and you still gotta do a good tattoo out of it. I still got a, a tattoo from Siv on my body. Well, that and you just sit there and you just look at him, pull your <laughs> camera out, and take a picture. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I, I hate. I hate doing that. No, I. Like, well, but at the same time. What like you got to realize what you've been doing? Yeah, yeah, has been going that way. Yeah, and you. I mean, I have done that, but I I don't have the confidence to do that to Sid. But it <laughs> definitely. But it's it's so funny because Adam and I had a conversation, and I talked to him. I talked to him about the podcast about what, yeah. and then and you've come up multiple times, yeah. and we've talked about you have been the kind of guy. That your presence, like, kind of softens people up. Um, where it, when you are places, you kind of, not, you have the, not like the way you dress or like, you. it's almost like kind of an aura that comes off you mm -hmm. that makes it that people don't really feel uncomfortable about a camera being around. And so, and Adam and I have just talked about it, and he's always told me how he's, like, told you, like, dude, you need to freaking get up in it, like, take, yeah. like, take it, like, you, do it. And, and, but, like, take a hold of what you can do uh -huh. and go for it. He pushed me a lot, and uh, I attribute Adam to um, just me uh, actually taking photography more seriously and, like, turning it into sort of a career at one point, um, which I've kind of backed off of, because I, for about a year or so, I was doing it full-time, mm -hmm. maybe longer, um, and I just started hating it, um, like, for, I want to say maybe five months, I was uh, traveling with uh, an international dance convention, which was cool, I met a lot of cool people, Yeah, but I don't care about dance. And yeah. I, like, it took over my life, um, and I was just thinking halfway through that, that why am I doing this? I don't care about dance. Um, I like being paid for photography. I like having that as a job, but also, like, it just feels like a job now. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I can't take full credit for leaving that. I got fired, <laughs> but... Um, I'm glad I got fired, uh, and I started doing other stuff uh, within photography around LA because I, uh, with that job, I moved to LA. Mm -hmm. um, but I started doing other stuff around LA, and it got me like in the door of just being in LA and working around it. But um, I, I don't want to do photography as a career anymore because I was just doing stuff that I didn't like and I was just doing stuff for uh, to like pay my rent yeah so now I'm only doing things that I enjoy and then they, they, they become more of personal projects for you right 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 and because it's funny because you you can stop photography yeah but you can't take the photography out of you right so and I with how you're the the words that are coming out of your mouth <laughs> the way that you're talking it really resonates really hard with yeah. me not hard but really resonates with me because I know exactly like 
I did wedding photography yeah. and event photography for a while. Yeah. And like, yeah, you're shooting pictures, doing it, but it's like, I understand. Like now, I don't I, yeah. like we talked about before. I don't really call myself a photographer, yeah. but now, but I do still love taking pictures. Yeah. But now it's of family, friends. And just things I like to do. Right. Which, that doesn't mean I'm not a photographer. Right. It just means that I'm doing it for me now. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, and, and if someone likes it, or if someone uses it, or if so, whatever, then I'm happy for it. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm happy in my career path mm -hmm. outside of photography. Mm -hmm. And now photography is just the added bonus in my life. Yeah. And now this podcast yeah. It's becoming even more because I'm having conversations with people that I've I I enjoyed their work, mm -hmm. so now I get to enjoy their presence and their personality right. and what comes out onto the microphone. Yeah. But I'm also uh, I have learned the uh, to find a good middle ground between you taking photos, doing what I like, um, just. Uh, using taking photos normally as I would but mm -hmm. if somebody likes them and wants to use them for their own stuff I'm not going to let them take advantage of me yes um, or, or like I'm going to say yeah yeah let's negotiate let's negotiate some sort of because like they're profiting off of your photo yeah um, so uh, there's there's a there's a good middle ground uh, where everyone can be happy um, and nobody can be exploited um, but unfortunately that does happen um, but I'm still learning that and I have been learning that for the past few years um, and I think if I if I had a uh, uh, if I had different opportunities um, I would be uh, I would be more business minded in that sense mm -hmm. um, like I've talked to Cole a little bit about uh, the business side of things and like um, he, he's he's extremely business minded mm -hmm. um, and I have another friend who uh, he he gives me most of my work um, or like he passes off jobs to me yeah um, but he makes sure that I get paid um, the appropriate amount and he does all the, the uh, business or like uh, negotiation negotiation side of things and that's cool but I also wish that I had that mindset where I could do that, um, but I don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there's so many ways that um, photography as a business could go wrong, um, especially if you're not uh, comfortable uh, viewing it on, on that end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but also, I was really fortunate enough, my, I think my best learning experience was shooting for OC Weekly. Okay. Um, I accidentally ended up there um, just because uh, a friend from high school uh, that I was still friends with on Facebook saw some photos that I took of a show um, and, said, and said, hey, can I have these photos for OC Weekly? I can mm -hmm. pay you. Okay. Like, just offer me money immediately. Um, and I, I was just like, yeah, you don't have to pay me, what? Yeah. But like, working for OC Weekly, 
um, or after after I gave her those photos, she paid me, and then I started shooting for them more often. And okay. Then, like, I saw like the other side of of photography, like actually going to a venue with a press pass yeah. for like specific um, reason. Uh, like, like you're there to work. Yeah. And you're, uh, so like I, that was like kind of like seeing behind the curtain. Um, and I think working for OC Weekly, it put me into so many positions where I would not have been otherwise. Like uh-huh. before that I was just taking pictures of whatever bands were playing at a bar yeah. or at a house or in a basement um, or whatever was happening around me. But like it was that step up to, to be more professional, quote unquote, I guess. Yeah, completely. Um, but I don't think I would have done that unless uh, Adam pushed me. Um, and also, I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't have done this unless I went to uh, photography school because I still didn't own a camera at that time. Yeah. So I only went to school so I could abuse their uh, rental. Their rental situation. Definitely. Uh, um, so for I, I think I did that for like two or three years. Um, but yeah, if, if I didn't have access to that, to that school um, or friends that pushed me mm-hmm. or the friends that um, reached out to me because they liked photos that I posted, mm-hmm. so to work for them or do more, uh, I still would have uh, been doing what I was doing before that, which is like just taking photos yeah. um, and not really understanding the uh, uh, the other side of, like the business the side. The business side of it, yeah. Was. Okay, well, Alex? We could go on forever. We could go on for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you for coming up, or coming down, technically, South South County, or whatever. Thank you for coming (laughs) onto my podcast and giving me your time and um, your stories and, yeah, the ability to just have a good conversation with you. Um, So for my listeners, is there anywhere or where can they see your stuff? Uh, My Instagram is Nicholas Flamel. uh, my website is alexjohnson.com um, I have prints available on Death Wish Inc mm-hmm. um, most of those, uh, those those prints are all um, from Free. protests or uh, um, assemblies not, not an assembly I don't know uh, they're all just from protests um, but they're and, all going for a good cause yeah yeah uh, I was able so far I was able to raise uh up around five hundred dollars uh, cool. to go to McGizzy, okay. which is a um, it was a uh, in, it was a native organization um, to help uh, indigenous children uh, within uh, Minneapolis uh, find uh, work opportunities or like put them more into a uh, a. Uh, a, a better path okay um, like career wise or mm-hmm. just like moving forward um, into adult life mm-hmm. um, and their building got burned down during the uh, George Floyd protests uh-huh. um, but they were not I liked that they weren't mad at the protesters for 
burning their building down because one of their I'm not I'm not sure if he was associated with the organization, but um, I, for, and I also I really I unfortunately I forget his name. Um, Leroy Leroy Martinez. I, mm-hmm. I'm almost positive that's his name. He was um, a friend of theirs, uh, an indigenous man who uh, was shot and killed by I think he was shot. He was killed by um, the same cop that killed George Floyd. Oh, okay. Um, and so they were like very understanding. And they they were they participated um, in the organizi- in the organizing, um, so they were understanding and well aware of the the reason behind the um, the unrest, and they they were they their building up burned down, so they're just like they were. Um, they were accepting donations to uh, find a new building and uh, revamp themselves. Mm-hmm. And then the other half of the donations are going to the Ochre Project, which is an organization that uh, provides uh, food and uh, services to black trans people. Okay. Um, and I think it's in Florida. Um, it, it is in Florida. Um, but uh, that was an organization a friend of mine um, suggested. Okay. I, I wanted, uh, I wanted, uh, I, I wanted some of the, uh, the money to go to, um, like, funneled diff- in uh, multiple different ways. Definitely. Um, and, and then I, I will be having, eventually, uh, I will be having more prints of just my own personal work up on Death Wish uh, through Downed Star, which used to be called Glory Kid. Okay. Um, oh yeah, Glory Kid Records. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Glory Kid just changed their name to Downstar. Oh okay. Um, didn't tell anybody. They just did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, they released most of my uh, my art, and uh, they are now um, they're or not now, but they have been um, releasing. Uh, oh, they they're all they're distributing. They've been distributing everything through Death Wish oh, okay. um, for however many years. Uh, and then what about and then your YouTube? YouTube, um, YouTube. That channel I made like I don't know, eight, nine years ago. Um, I when I was uh, trying to, uh, I think I think I was trying to do more of like filming of bands. Or, oh, okay. Like, uh, like I would, I went on tour a couple times with a few bands and did like tour videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's called Alex Johnson Films, but uh, I'm not allowed to change that name until um, uh, until I reach like a certain threshold on YouTube. Oh, okay. Like I have to like have a certain amount of subscribers or views or something uh-huh. to uh, change that um, to change the name. And I don't know what I want to change it to yet, but yeah. it's going to be more geared to whatever I'm doing now. So for, so for right now, Alex right Johnson now, Films. Alex Johnson Films. Okay. I, I guess you can link all this. Yeah. Is there a way to link in a, in a podcast? Yeah. Um. So I will, well, through my Instagram. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be uh, putting your work out there. Yeah. So um, give my Instagram a follow, uh, uh, Philly in the Frame podcast, and you can check out more of Alex's work. Well, Alex, thank you once again. Thank you. Um, hold on, let me get my camera. I want to take your portrait right here in this situation. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm.
Hey everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Fill in the Frame podcast. In today's episode, we have Alex Johnson. Uh, We cover his time growing up in Orange County and his move to L.A., uh, where he covers a lot of the social and political events that have been going on, and we even dive a little deeper to his Native American side on his trip up to Alaska to his dad's Indian reservation. I hope you guys enjoy. I just want to let you guys know that there has been a little bit time passed since we recorded this episode. So more events have happened, more stuff has happened, and uh, this was probably three or four weeks back. So sorry about that. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy. That concludes another episode of the Fill in the Frame podcast. Thank you for listening and like, subscribe, and hey, tell a friend. Um, See you back next time.